Coordinates Found, the Outdoor Parent Podcast. Hello again, it's Jelaine, your host of the Outdoor Parent Podcast. Today's episode is perfect for gearing up for those spring trips and summer adventures. I talk with Bridget about taking kids out on adventures on our own. It can be hard to tackle the challenge, but Bridget has tons of advice to prepare us so we don't use the excuse of having no other adults help us keep us from exploring solo with our kids. Hi, my name's Bridget. I live in Northern Illinois with my husband, our four kids, and our dog. We have six-year-old fraternal twin boys, um, an almost five-year-old boy, and our daughter just turned three. I'm currently a stay-at-home mom, but I have a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling, and I previously worked as an academic advisor at a university, and I grew up in Illinois. So I'd love to hear uh, the story behind how and why you started doing solo adventures with your kids. Give us the history on the why and when you started doing this. Yes. So kind of from the beginning um, and kind of for a lot of reasons. So as a kid, I loved being outside. I grew up on a farm in the country and I was always, I mean, it was also, you know, the nineties and I was pretty much just kicked outside for the day every day. Um, And so I was always playing outside and like in the creek and going to friends' houses and stuff. And so um, that definitely carried over into being an adult that like I just liked being outside um, and spending time outside. And so then having kids just kind of starting to figure out how to integrate them into outside time since it looks a little bit different um, doing it solo versus with little kids. And we had, like I said, we had twins first. And so some of it was just figuring out how to get out by myself with twins Um, when they were very young. You know, some of our adventures were like literally just going around the block or going to Target um, and nothing too fancy, Um, but just starting to figure out more and more as they got older. Um, My husband is not nearly as into the outdoors and like doing adventures as I am. Um, And so a lot of times he would either pass on going or um, I would still be the one in charge of kind of planning it. Um, So that was kind of the start of things. And then as like I mentioned, we have four kids. And so as we had more kids, um, we had all our kids, all four kids in three and a half years. And so it was trying to figure out again how to get out when you know from the very beginning I was outnumbered um, and then very quickly was out of yeah. plans. So um, it makes it a little trickier to get out and get out safely by myself with them. Um, and I worked up until I was pregnant with our last baby, um, and so short she was about a year old, I guess. Yeah, like just after a year old when the pandemic hit. And so everything, you know, shut down. And so before things had shut down, we had just decided that we were going to give our oldest kids, the twins, a gap year before public kindergarten um, because they have summer birthdays. And so we had kind of been debating if we wanted them to start at five or six. And so we just decided on six. And then literally right after that, (laughs) everything shut down. Um, And so, you know, pretty much from March of 2020 till August of this past year, 2021, it was just me and them together all day, every day um, with limited ability to, 
go anywhere in public places, meet up with anybody. You know, it was pretty much just me and them all the time. And so that definitely kicked things up a notch because all our normal kind of outings, I mean, we did parks and forest preserves before, but we also had, you know, library and play dates with friends. And, you know, my older kids were in preschool at the time. Um, so all of that kind of got stripped away. And so we very quickly added on lots of outdoor adventures Um the kind of last main reason of kind of why we started and continued, I guess, is that uh, my kids and maybe it's just my kids. I don't know. But we have a lot of behavioral issues at home um, that tend to be better when we are outside a lot more and they have a lot more gross motor play. Um, my three oldest um, in particular need a lot of gross motor play um, to kind of help them regulate. And so um Honestly, like as hard as it was to get out with, you know, twin four-year-olds, a three-year-old and a one-year-old, it was sometimes easier than being home alone with them all day, every day. And so we did, oh my gosh, so many. Like I swear every day we were going to like a different forest preserve and driving all over um, just to get out of the house and kind of help all of our mm. mental health be a little better. Well, that's goals right there. There's so many things I want to touch on. I don't know where to start, <laughs> but that thank you for sharing that story. That's so inspirational. I wish I would have started and I still I still need inspiration for taking my kids and my kids are 8 and 10, so they're very easy to take places. So this is why I really mm. wanted to talk to you cuz it resonates with me, but I wish I would have started at a younger age and had been brave like you were cuz you mm. made the most of the pandemic. You made it instead of I mean really, <laughs> it's easy to just sit you there say. and be like, "Oh, this kind of stinks." And <laughs> but, but you you yeah. got out there even though it wasn't easy and it is kids and I feel like adults too when you're talking about the mental health issue like issues the stresses everything is easier to deal with when you're outside so a lot of kids would be like oh my kids just so naughty I'm like well we we all are if we're stuck inside all the time <laughs> like no right. one can be no one can be happy and relaxed so I love that you see that and address it and help your kids find a way to deal with those emotions in a healthy way because yes. that, that's what's going to stick with them into adulthood. Mm -hmm. Like they'll remember that you go to nature to to calm down or to de-stress or to think about things. Mm -hmm. So I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And also, I just have to add before we move on, I also have a husband who isn't as into the outdoor adventures either. <laughs> and we have other things we do together, but that I understand mm -hmm. that that side. My next question was touched on a little bit as you were talking about how you got started. But what has been your biggest obstacles you've had to overcome? Was it mental, physical? You mentioned like even just safely running out of hands. What what was the biggest mm -hmm. things that you had to uh, tackle before taking the kids out alone? really both mental and physical. Um, I have a lot of anxiety just personally. And so I had a lot of like, what if type stuff that would pop up a lot? Just like, you know, what if, you know, we're somewhere we don't have cell phone reception or what if we're, you know, far from the car and somebody gets hurt or, you know, what if there's like a creepy person or dangerous animals, which 
we live in the Midwest and in Northern Illinois, like there really are not too many dangerous animals we're going to come across. But those are the kind of things that anxiety would put into my mind. Um, so some of it was that, but then some of it was also just the logistics, like how to physically make it happen by myself. Um, particularly when the kids, well, they still are young, but when I had more of them that would tire out more quickly. So, you know, who might need to be carried? How am I going to do that? They can't necessarily be responsible for carrying all of their own stuff. So, you know, how do I make that happen if I also need to be carrying children? Um, so some of it was literally just like the logistics of how do I like wrap my brain around having more hands when I don't mm-hmm. have any more hands. So what was the, what were the best things that you've come across that have helped you with <laughs> with all of the issues you've had to tackle? Is there any good advice for people who are dealing with the same things? So kind of a few things. Um, Find if you have young kids, obviously, like your kids are a little older, so this wouldn't apply to them. But a good baby or toddler carrier is huge. Like it has been a lifesaver. I use carriers with my twins, but not at all to the frequency that I did with my third and fourth kid. And I wish I had more sooner because I don't typically, now that especially they're all, like I said, the youngest is three. So they all can, you know, walk a decent amount now. But I still to this day wear a carrier around my waist because inevitably, usually the three-year-old will get tired eventually and want to be carried. And so if you've never used a good carrier, it makes the world of difference. Um, It is so much better than a standard piggyback ride and it just makes it so much easier to continue. Can I ask which one you use? So I, my preference is I have a couple different Tula carriers. Um, I now just use like the toddler ones, but I've had like the infant ones and the free to go, oops, sorry, free to grow, which can kind of transition. But now I just have toddler Tulas, which can be expensive. Um, So I always encourage people to look on Facebook Marketplace because you can usually find them pretty cheap on there. With an expensive item like that, it is worth it because all the memories and all totally. the things you're able to do. Totally. So I, I know some people can't, yeah. but even maybe asking for Christmas money or whatever, find find a yes. way. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, and then aside from that, um, packing as much as I could mm-hmm. the night before we went out just because you guys, you guys, <laughs> the world mm-hmm. knows um, with adventures with kids, you know, it's very unpredictable what mm-hmm. the morning's going to go like. And so as much as I could pack the night before, I usually never told them we were going anywhere because then I didn't have to deal if plans oh. changed. Um, so I usually would not tell them. Um, once in a while I would, but usually I wouldn't. Um, but yeah, packing, you know, our bags, putting stuff in the car even sometimes. Um, and then as far as like the anxiety stuff, I also have spent a lot of time just reading about and researching and listening to podcasts and all that about risky play and um, body awareness and kind of all that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of my kids went through early intervention for various therapies. And so we talked a lot about mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And so um, that plus kind of like my own childhood experience where it was pretty much all risky play Um like that's something that's really important to me. And so reading about that kind of brings down my anxiety of like, okay, yes, what if, you know, somebody gets hurt? Okay, well, 
I have a carrier. Like if it comes down to it, I could carry a six-year-old on the carrier if I needed to, um, or, you know, anything really, you know, we'll make it back to the car or I can call somebody or whatever. And so, um, the benefits just kind of outweighed the risks. And I had to kind of push past my own anxieties because my kids don't share those same anxieties and I don't want them to. Um, and so I want to be able to give them the experience to go on these adventures, whether they're big or small and like truly enjoy it without like, Oh, what if I get hurt? You know? And so to do that, I have to kind of project the confidence that, you know, it's going to be a great adventure. It's going to be so fun. Um, and not let those insecurities. Yeah. It's hard, but I find uh, for myself as well, I have a lot of anxiety about what if things too. And I'm sure we're not alone. I'm sure most of the mothers Mm -hmm. can relate to that. But in that projecting confidence and happiness and excitement, our bodies kind of follow. And it does make it easier, Mm -hmm. at least in my personal cases, to worry less when you are like, no, I need to do this for my kids and pretend to be totally okay. And then actually you become okay. (laughs) So it is a a lot of mind control and positive thinking, but I, I can very much get on board with everything you're saying. I love that. And a lot of it's not addressed in, in -hmm. anything. So, Mm -hmm. and definitely the more we've done it, the less anxiety I have. Um, and to, to the point that even now, like we'll go sometimes to places with other people or a lot of times with my mom. Um, and she is always like, Oh, like they're close to the water. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, don't fall off this. And first of all, I was like, mom, this is my childhood. You never <laughs> followed us around like that saying that. So apparently she's just more worried about her grandkids, but, um, it was different then also, but, um, but it's funny now that like there's things that I let my kids do that I don't think twice about now because I've seen them do it and I know what their capabilities are. And I also know that if I never let them try it, they're never going to learn. And so, but yeah, I'll definitely get comments more now like, oh, like they're climbing. You can just set a park, you know, I sometimes have people like nicely being like, oh, does your like little one need help, you know, climbing up or down or whatever. I'm like, nope, she's got it. Like, and if she doesn't, she'll call out and I'll help her. But um, it's just interesting how that changes to that the more comfortable I get as we do more. It takes time and it takes exposure. And like you said, listening to podcasts and reading these books, the more you're exposed to the mentality, the easier it will become, but it sneaks up on you. And all of a sudden, like you're saying, you don't realize that you're mm-hmm. you're in a good place. The kids are mm-hmm. are able to do what they are able to do. And to another person that might look a little scary, but it mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a sense of accomplishment. And you're like, oh, I think we're kind of getting the hang of things here. And yes. and someone might get hurt, but that it, like you said, it's part of the learning process. The, so you mm-hmm. just mitigate the risks if if you can with backup plans, and then. Trust, trust your kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. So do you have favorite types of um, locations or activities for someone who is still very new to this? Uh, like we're saying, the anxiety is high. It's really hard for this mom or dad to get out with their kid alone somewhere. Where might you suggest they go or start with? Yes. So I always tell people you don't have to do huge hikes or backpacking trips or overnight or anything wild. I think sometimes the impression of people that get outside with their kids is that 
they're like these very experienced, like nature people. Um, and so I always tell people just start super small, you know, fenced in parks are great. If you have really little kids or you work or you have runners, I've had some runners, um, you know, and so there's nothing wrong with finding a park somewhere that's fenced in where it only has one entrance that you can kind of park by the entrance and let them play a little independently. Um, I also, the one good thing about the Midwest, I'm not a fan of the Midwest where we live particularly, but one of the good things is there's lots of open space with good sight lines at like forest preserves. And so we do a lot of forest preserves because I could see them a long way away, typically. I mean, we do some that are more wooded, but when they were younger and we were kind of first starting out, I tried to stick with ones that were more open where the kids could kind of just run and play, but I could still have good sight lines on them. Um, And there was still kind of like a general sense of direction to follow so that, you know, they weren't going out in all different directions. But um, I also always recommend places that you've been before without kids and are familiar with. So if you've gone hiking somewhere or gone on a trail somewhere, um, you know, starting with places kind of, you know, already, so it's not discovering a brand new place while also trying to take your kid or kids for the first time. That is such um, a good point. Cause yeah, as parents we're like, let's, let's do something new. Let's do this. Let's tackle yeah. it. I'm going to do it today. And then you might bite off more than you can chew. If it's a place you've never been before, yes. it, can, it, can, it can be a lot. And there's some benefits to going to the same places too, is that like my kids and I like have some favorites that we go to a lot throughout the year. And it, it's fun to go with kids too, because they notice so much as the seasons change and like, oh, this wasn't here when we were here last time or like, oh, this is where we saw whatever. And so it's nice to to go throughout the year and kind of see what they notice and also help point out some things to them that they may not have noticed. Um, So that's enjoyable too, just to see some of those same favorite places um, and what they can do there differently, you know, in summer versus winter. It's hard to have a kid be bored outside. So you could Mm -hmm. visit the same place every day And they're going to have a blast. Uh, I think it's usually more so for us adults. We like to see something Mm -hmm. new. But (laughs) but but you're that point is so good. And I need to work on that because I'm like, oh, let's go to this new spot. You know, the checklist. Let's get to all these places. But my kids are so happy when we repeat a place because of the Mm -hmm. reasons you mentioned. They they can see what's different. They can see ice here now or they can see the changing leaves or so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to write that down and work on that (laughs) and we'll visit this. Same place every season. We'll try for this year. I think that's a fun. It's a good goal. Yeah, it's a good goal. Yes. Um, and then the last two things I had, I thought about for that was just don't travel too far from the car your first few times. Uh-huh. So you know, don't play on this like even a mile. Like is a lot when you have little kids. Um, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, a mile can take several hours if you're traveling with small children. Yeah. Um. And so I always really encourage like as much as possible kind of child led hikes. Like there's been times where we literally have not made it, you know, more than 100 yards from the parking lot because they started looking at stuff or, you know, it was a wooded area and they started building something or, you know, whatever. And so I usually encourage if people are just starting out, like you don't have to plan this long hike that will leave you far from the car that then maybe your kid has a meltdown or needs to be carried or whatever. And you're super far away from your vehicle. Um, or where you walked from or whatever. And so I always recommend like the first few times just start close to your car. You know, you don't have to 
do a big hike. You can just go to an area that has grass or rocks or water or whatever, um, even if it's right next to the parking lot. Um, and then the last thing is snacks. Snacks, 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 all the snacks. <laughs> I feel like there is no better motivator for little children than snacks. Um, so we always make sure that we have water and some snacks. Now that they're getting a little older, occasionally I can, depending on how long it's going to be, I can leave stuff in the car. But when they were younger, it was always we had snacks and water with us in case we needed to take a break or needed an incentive to get back to the car mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Yep, I've I've used the snacks and I still forget <laughs> to bring them sometimes. My kids are older, but they it's amazing what a little bit of water and some fruit snacks will do to kids. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, we can go three more miles now. I'm like, okay, yes, great. Yes. That was easy. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's easy to forget snacks even when you know that <laughs> no, that's a good thing to do. Let's transition into this since it kind of goes along with the snacks. What are some good tips with getting kids out the door without a meltdown? So are there any other incentives you use to get kids into the car in a semi-happy state? <laughs> <laughs> this is was an interesting one for me because I know I mentioned, but my kids have a lot of behavioral issues at home and some of that transitioning in general, but transitioning into the car causes meltdown. So I definitely have to think about what we've done for this that's helped. Um, the first thing is just planning lots of extra time, like way more time than you think you need, um, because it will probably be used up in some way. Um, and if not, then you're early and it's fine. <laughs> um, when my kids were really little, um, when I was going by myself with all four of them, it often took us literally two hours to get out the door. And that was when I pre-packed. So this is literally just like, okay, everyone needs to get their shoes. Everyone needs to, you know, change diapers or go to the bathroom. You know, I had a baby was making sure the baby was fed and timing it with naps if we needed to. And so it was, and then, you know, at the last minute, someone always has to go to the bathroom. So, um, planning lots of extra time so that you're not feeling rushed, Um, I tend to get anxious when I'm feeling rushed. And so um, allowing extra time helps keep that anxiety down. And again, what we project, you know, onto our kids. So that helps them stay calmer as well. Um, When they're old enough to do so, having them help with anything that they can. So, you know, now they kind of know that, you know, okay, it's time to get our shoes on. Do they still do it all the time? No, but having them help what they can. I usually try and think of the more fun things. Like sometimes I'll be like, Oh, can you pack some snacks for us to bring? Um, even if I've already packed some just because they have that input then and like are more motivated. Um, and putting on some of their gear when you get there. Um, so there was a, a long season of our lives that nobody wore shoes to go get in the car. It was just like, just get your bodies in there. Like I will get the shoes because everyone finding the shoes they needed and putting them on the right feet and, it was just so stressful to me. And so it just became like, okay, I just throw all the shoes in a bag and everybody gets in the car without their shoes on. And then when we get there, everybody's excited to get out and play. And so they usually are a little bit more motivated to get dressed more quickly um, when we're already there. And when they were younger, not so much now, but they were strapped in their car seats. And so it was a little easier to put on shoes and socks or whatever. Um, Especially, again, I had some kids who would strip off shoes and socks every time we got in the car. And so that kept that at bay because I didn't have to worry about it then. 
I wish I had known those when my kids were smaller and I'll still use some of them because I still forget <laughs> to leave extra time. And I do, I get so stressed and it can mm -hmm. almost ruin the whole day. Yes. And yes. it's like, what a simple thing, which also leads to my next question, packing and prepping. So you say oftentimes you'll the night before kind of get things ready. Do you have any special packing, prepping tips specifically for solo adventuring with your kids? Yes, I have a few things. Some of them I've kind of mentioned briefly, but um, like I said, packing as much as you can in advance. Lots of snacks and drinks, um, even if it's a short, you know, one hour at a forest or um, a park. We My kids are insanely thirsty and starving, even if we ate right before we left. Um, a, a good carrier if you have one um, and have access to one um, and and or a wagon or stroller, depending on where you're going, what, you know, the terrain is like. Not every adventure is fit for a wagon or stroller, which is why I like the carrier. Um and then as soon as my kids are kind of old enough and able and mostly willing, I have them carry their own stuff. Um, last year, two years ago, I guess for Christmas, we got them all um, like outdoor backpacks for Christmas. And so they call them their adventure backpacks. And so um, they aren't usually in charge of packing them completely. They help, but I always kind of make sure they're good to go. But then you know, they carry some of their own snacks and some of their own water. Um, once in a while, a change of clothes, but usually I'll just leave that in the car just to make it so it's not too heavy for them, um, depending on, you know, how long we're going to be out. But um, that makes it a little bit easier for me because I don't have to carry so much stuff. Um, but then that also helps um, them gain some more kind of responsibility and ownership over their own things. Um, and when they're helping pack, then they get to contribute to like, okay, what kind of snacks do you want to bring or whatever? So I have one last thing. Um, and then it's that I keep what I call an oh shit kit in the car. Um, that is essentially a large like Rubbermaid bin that I keep in the trunk that has extra clothes for everybody. Um, usually a couple bottles of water, some non-perishable snacks, um, diapers, wipes, um, what else do I usually have in there? I think those are the main things. Um, because inevitably, especially when I had many kids in diapers, <laughs> um, I would, we'd get somewhere and I'd be like, oh no, we don't have an extra diaper or, oh no, I didn't realize there was going to be a creek here and the kids are all soaking wet and I have no clothes. Um, and so that saved us so many times, um, because I just knew there was like a spare backup in the trunk, um, that we could grab from if we needed to. And that allowed me to say yes a lot more to things. Um, you know, if we wanted to stay longer or the kids wanted to check out another place after this one, or, um, they wanted to go in the water, you know, um, it was nice because I knew that I had a spare set of clothes, so nobody was going to have to drive an hour home soaking wet or something like that. Or a big diaper blowout wasn't going to send us packing home early because I had that spare in there just in case. That is genius. Being a little bit prepared can make the entire trip so much more relaxing and fun. Yes, for sure. My next question was going to be if you had any memorable stories that you wanted to share with your adventures and your kids. So I had a hard time coming up with this because I was like, hmm, I don't know, like, if it's like, it's memorable to me, but it's not necessarily something super like fantastic of an adventure. But um, there is this place about 45 minutes from our house um, that someone had recommended to us a couple years ago. And we went and checked it out. And there's a natural spring. 
And it comes through kind of out of the side of a big hillside and then feeds into a creek and then into the river. And my kids to this day, so the oldest are six, so they're still young, but um, they call it the magic water because they are convinced that it's, it's magic. Like, I don't know how many times I have explained like what a natural spring is and how it works. And, you know, we've looked it all up and, you know, but no, can we go to the magic water place? And they just think it's so cool that they can drink from it and that, you know, they can fill up their waters and it's this cold crystal clear water and like something about it. It just feels so magical to me. And in the um, like spring and summer, it's like super like green and lush there So it just seems super magical, you know, like there's flowers blooming everywhere and it's just really pretty. And um, that's one of our favorite places kind of year round, but particularly in that kind of spring and summer when everything is so pretty and green. That's like my favorite kind of like weather um, and outdoor spaces. And so um, something about them referring to it as like this magical phenomenon. is just like something that I will always remember because I just think it is super cute and like special that they think that it's magic, you know? Well, and isn't that part of the reason why we want our kids outside the creativity and the, mm-hmm. uh, the imagination of kids is amazing. Yes. They are mm-hmm. never boring. Why don't you share what your biggest um, unassisted adventure has been to date? Sure. So it's not necessarily all outdoors, but um, kind of height of COVID, um, July, August of 2020, um, I decided that we needed to get out of Illinois and out of our house. And I decided to take the kids on a 10-day cross-country road trip um, from Illinois to Utah. So we um, stopped overnight in Nebraska. We essentially drove three days there Um to Utah three days back and then we're there, um, for four days. And so we, um, stopped in Nebraska at a hotel. Um, we have some friends in Colorado, so we stopped there the second day. And then in Utah, we were staying with my friend. Um, and so it was tricky because like I said, it was the height of a pandemic. Um, and again, a lot of anxiety over here. So we didn't go in anywhere. Um, So, um, you know, no rest stops, no restaurants, no nothing. Everything was a drive-through or outside. Um, So we had a potty seat that we brought in the car with us. Um, We also peed behind a lot of bushes. Uh, I love um, that. Myself included. Myself included. (laughs) Um, And, you know, a cooler food and, you know, just kind of did what we could to stay out of anywhere as much as possible. Um, so yeah, that was, everyone kind of was like, you are insane. Um, because my kids were twins were two, Gray was, must've been three and Livy was one. She was like one and a half. Yeah. And so people were like, you're going across country driving by yourself with all your children. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are you thinking? Um, and so, but you know what? Like I was terrified. I'm not going to lie. It was terrifying, but it went way better than I expected. Um, the first day, you know, there was lots of like, when are we there yet? How much longer, you know, that kind of thing. But the second and third day, they really were troopers both on the way there and on the way back. Um, to the point that, um, this third day on both legs, we only stopped once. Um, yes, which is insane. Mm -hmm. Um, and so granted I wasn't, I mean, we split into three days, so it was about 
if you didn't stop, it was like six to seven hours typically a day. Most of our days were 10 that we <laughs> between our actual destinations. And so um, lots of, you know, stopping to play. Um, the good thing, there's a lot of um, rest stops between here and there that have um, just lots of like green open space. So they could run around and play in the racks or whatever. And um, so that made it a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. I was, I'm glad that I did it. I feel like proud that I did it because partially just because, you know, everyone was doubting, like, what are you doing? This is going to be insane. And I was doubting it a little bit too myself. And so some of it was just like, we did it, like we did it and it went well and, you know, nobody slept well, but aside from that, um, you know, it really was a good trip and it's something they still talk about all the time. And like, when are we going to go on a really big road trip? When are we going to go really far in the car? And so I'm glad that it's like such a positive memory for them too. Some, yeah, sometimes you just need to take the risk (laughs) and do it Mm -hmm. because I, for me, I've found that the things that the, either the kids found most memorable or we all enjoyed the most were the things that were the scariest to do. Yeah. So you do have a risk reward. And of course, no one can guarantee that it will go well. You, right. you, you don't know, but you also don't know what you would miss out on. I love that yes. you did that because it, it, it does sound crazy. Like <laughs> those are, <laughs> those are young kids and to be on your own, but it, kids are very flexible and adaptable like you Mm -hmm. said they kind of got in the routine of sitting in the car and Mm -hmm. my kids have done too and sometimes they might be poking each other the whole time so you again you you never know (laughs) but you give them the chance and you might be surprised so Mm -hmm. that is so inspirational do you have another trip planned upcoming not yet i'm hoping we can do one this summer is kind of what i'm thinking um and because I stay home and my husband works full time outside the house, it, he just isn't able to take off yeah. the amount of time we would need to do a big road trip. And like I said, I'm kind of used to doing stuff solo with them. So um, we'll probably do it just me and the kids again. But I'm hoping we can do another road trip. I'm just trying to figure out, like, do we try and go see some friends again? Um, my friend that we went to stay with in Utah, she has three kids and they're the same ages as my three oldest. Oh, and so um, it was fun to like hang out and get to play outside with them and stuff. Um, but then I also like I really want to go to the Pacific Northwest, mm. but that's even longer. Of a drive. So I have to decide what I'm feeling up for and feel like I can manage. Well, the kids are older, so you can go yeah. further, right? Yeah. <laughs> we were going to maybe touch on a little bit on any resources that have helped you because you're such an inspiration for everything that you're doing. Is there anything that has gotten you to the place where you are right now? Have you found certain people you follow or books or blogs or any of that? Definitely. So I listed a few that are kind of my top that have made the most difference to me. Um, one of my favorite books is There's No Such Thing as Bad Weather. Um, I just love a lot of the stuff that she has in the books. And I think they were living in Iowa or Indiana, Indian, I think. I don't remember. But in the Midwest as well. Um, and, you know, came across difficulty exploring the outdoors how they wanted to. And so I just identify with a lot from that book. 
Um, on Instagram, I follow a ton of pages. <laughs> I get a lot of inspiration from there. But one of my very favorites is Puddle Parenting. Um, they have really, it's three moms that run it together and they just have really good tips and insight and are always getting me kind of thinking about different things to do with the kids and inspiring me to go out even when it's not nice out. Um, and then a few others I really like are Black Adventure Crew, Little Pine Learners, Local Passport Family, and the Outdoor Homeschool. And then outside of that, um, I am part of a Wild and Free Homeschool group. My older kids do go to public school now, but they said I could stay because I was like, can I please still come? Um, and so we meet just once a week at a forest preserve to do kind of like a, a hike slash free play with the kids. And so it's always really nice to talk to um, the other moms in that group to kind of figure out what they're doing. And everyone's kind of like, oh, have you been to this place? And so that's always nice. Um, the thousand hours outside groups on Facebook and Instagram, um, are always good when I'm looking for kind of fresh ideas or inspiration. Um, and then just like local groups, you know, finding out about different nature centers or activities going on. Um, we, a couple weeks ago, we drove about 45 minutes to do, um, ice harvesting, like frozen style from the movie at the beginning what? of the movie. What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone had posted about it. And so we went into that. So that was really kind of a cool, unique experience. Um, so we drive a lot out of town, um, which may be harder now as gas prices rise, but, um, there's all kinds of different nature centers with like different types of activities and stuff going on. So I really try and kind of look what's out there and I primarily only go to free activities, um, to kind of save on cost. So I, sometimes I'm willing to travel to some of those places because our town doesn't have a lot of that. You, you find what you're looking for. So I think yeah. you're very, you're very good at that. Just looking and then being aware and ready when something comes up and yes. then you drive to it. But oh my goodness, I want to do ice harvesting. I'm so jealous. It was really cool. <laughs> it was really cool. I think I might've liked it more than my kids. It was also, I think like negative temperatures the day we went, but it was still amazing. And that day I'm going to add this little caveat after when we were walking back to the car, I had one kid sleeping in the carrier on my back. The other kids were like every five feet, like faking that they couldn't walk anymore <laughs> when I needed to carry them. And I'm like, it's freezing. And I'm like, just trying to get us like the, you know, 10 minute walk back to the car. Like, guys, come on. Like we can do this. Like it's a little farther trying to like play games, do all this stuff. And this family came up behind me and like very quickly passed us because we were not moving quickly. And the mom stopped me and she's like, I just had to stop you and tell you, like, you're doing an amazing job. Like I would have never come out here with all these kids by myself. Like you are awesome. And the dad turned and he was like, wait, all, wait, how many did you bring with you? <laughs> and you know, he counts them and then he's like, wow, wow, you are awesome. And I just like had this huge smile on my face the rest of the day because it's sometimes I feel like we're kind of a circus. And so it's nice sometimes to hear like that it was worth it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see past the moment when the kids are either throwing a fit or crying because they're yes. wet or whatever. Yes. So it is nice there. There's a good community outdoors, but I almost had tears in my eyes because I can just picture it because we've all been there. Where we're just like, we're so close. Come on, uh -huh. get off of yes. the ground, please. Just uh -huh. or just crawl there. I don't care. Let's get back to the car. Yes, for sure. It's very relatable. But yeah, you you got to get out there. You got to go through it and then it'll be worth it in the end. 
the final question I had for you was, is there anything that you would change looking back at all of your adventures with your kids? Uh, so I put two things. One of them is a little more serious. One of them is a little sillier, but the okay. sillier one is just more pictures with me in them. Like we went to this place, we did this thing and I was also there. <laughs> Um, because I think I have missed out on that some just because I'm going by myself. So there's not always anyone there to take the picture. Um, some just because I don't think to ask somebody or whatever. And some, because quite frankly, I'm like, I look like a mess. I don't really want a picture right now. And I really wish that I had pushed past that sooner. I now will, but, um, and just, you know, ask somebody to take a picture. They will take a picture. It's, you know, like, um, because sometimes you just need that like proof of mom, like I was there and we did this fun thing. And sometimes when I look back at pictures, it would be able to, it would be nice to be able to look back and see myself in them too. And then the kind of more serious one is stressless. Um, because as I mentioned, I had, had and have a lot of anxiety. And so, um, as we talked about before, you know, just doing it really brings the anxiety down. And so, um, it's, easier said than done, but, um, I wish I had been able to just stress less about going out and you know what, like if everyone is having a horrible time and it's just a rough day and nobody wants to be there. Okay. We load up and go home and try again another day. And you know, there's the worst that can happen is usually not as bad as I make it out to be in my mind. And so really just, I wish I would have spent less time stressing about it and more time just trying picture thing especially for moms is really hard for I think us to get in pictures and you do you flip through your phone and you're like where where was mm-hmm. I yeah <laughs> yes and stressing less I could not agree with that more I think that's a great place to end the podcast because that is such a good note thank you so much for talking about all of your adventures and I know yes. you have inspired so many people so thank you for sharing this with us Thank you for having me. I'm excited to spread the word and hopefully get more people to just take the chance and get out there with their kids. Thanks for listening. And I can't wait to hear about which trips you accomplished with your kids. 